Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. For this edition, we're highlighting remarks made by Kevin Sorbo during the Illinois Family Institute's 2022 Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. Kevin and his wife, Sam Sorbo, are perhaps best known as actors. However, their faith in Christ and conservative Christian views have put them at odds with liberal Hollywood. But the Sorbo Family Film Studios is producing faith-based films impacting our culture. And in this segment of Spotlight, Mr. Sorbo discusses the unforgiving cancel culture and a health crisis that changed his life. So if you don't know me, I got to let you know that Hollywood loves me. Um, They love me so much that about 10 years ago, my manager and agent, who I was with for many, many years, one of the biggest agents in the country, ICM, called me in to say that they couldn't work with me anymore because of the things I was posting that had Christian and conservative viewpoints. So I feel like I'm the first, really, before cancel culture was a term, I'm the first guy to really have it happen to me within Hollywood. And um, I laughed and I said, you're the guys who scream for tolerance and freedom of speech, but as you know, it's a one-way street and the hypocrisy bleeds through, but they don't even care that they're hypocrites, and you know it. You see it in politics every single day, but here we are. Amazing what you guys do. God bless you, what IFI does. I mean, seriously, we need you in every state, or most every state across the country. We really do, because it's incredible to fight this fight. I'll pretend like I'm in an AA meeting and say, I'm Kevin Sorbo, and I'm a Minnesota Viking fan. I'm sorry. So uh, I was born and raised in Minnesota, still a Viking fan. What can I say? Brian Urlacher is a dear friend of mine, because you guys know the bear. That means, uh, he's a very good golf buddy of mine. I left the state because, quite frankly, I don't like winters up here. And I am a defector from a red, uh, blue state. We now live in Florida. We left four years ago. For, we left the worst governor in the country for the best governor in the country, and Governor DeSantis. And um, Sam and I have been honored to have many meetings with him and President Trump and Pompeo and many a list of people. So it's been wonderful for us. Usually when I start speaking, I do, I do a lot of pro-life speaking, so God bless what you guys do there, okay? Because I'm, I am a pro-lifer. Pro-choice is not a choice. It's murder or life. It's not a choice. As I, I like to say when they say it's my body, my choice, no, if it was your body, you would be dead too. So can you imagine if God was woke? Right? Suppose like today's wokey's God was unforgiving, judgmental, quick to cancel, bent on destroying your reputation, your family, your whole livelihood. Imagine an all-powerful wokey with no compassion, no understanding, no grace, none whatsoever. Well, thank God, God is not woke. Instead, yes, instead of being a being ready to cancel, ready to condemn, God is eager to forgive, to reconcile, and to restore. Because wokeism doesn't believe in facts or truth, as you know. Wokeism believes in its own concocted narrative, whatever it makes up. Whether or not facts even support it, they go the opposite way. The my truth people, right? Well, this is two plus two is five, that's my truth. They're called, what are they doing now? Common core math, yeah, thank you. Was that Bill Gates? Yeah, we got, that's a whole other issue we go on there, guys. But facts and history obviously mean nothing to Wokies. They are like, they're like intellectual vandals, right? Stealing everything, destroying evidence, 
history, rewriting history, free speech, and whatever stands in the way of a narrative called, ah, the happy-go-lucky cancel culture, who attacked all of us for not being perfect like they are. I always say that they should write a book to show how we need to lead better and perfect lives like them because they obviously have nothing to be ashamed about in their past or even in their present. But God's attitude to a very imperfect humanity is one of forgiveness, of course, one of love. And atheism is certainly a faith. To believe in nothing, why, that takes a pretty strong faith. So it's at the end of season five on my TV series, Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, which, by the way, was by season three of its seven run became the most watched TV show in the world. I know it's a sin of pride, but you know, how many actors can say that? But Hollywood would never give me a star on the Walk of Fame. Anyway, so here I was on the number one TV show, at the top of my game, living the life I'd always dreamt about living, launching a new movie uh, was coming out that's by the end of season five, a new movie I'd done. I was following the footsteps of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Universal Studio was kind of gearing me up to do that, to sort of take over that role. So I'm, you know, I feel like I'm a big star. I'm traveling the world. I'm on all, all the top shows. I'm on Letterman, I'm on Leno, I'm on, on People Magazine, I'm on ET all the time, you name it. It was great. And then tragedy struck. I had an aneurysm that I didn't know about way up here in my shoulder that kind of blew up and, sent hundreds of clots down my arm. And I suffered three strokes, three strikes in my brain. Here I was in my 30s, in unbelievable shape, and all of a sudden, I was out. The full story's in my book, True Strength, my journey from Hercules to mere mortal and how nearly dying saved my life. But suffice it to say, when I got those strokes, I was taken out. For four months, I laid on a couch and did as much therapy as I possibly could, learning how to walk again, learning how to balance, learning how to, to speak, basically function all over again. And after four months, I actually flew back down to New Zealand to start filming Hercules again, which was a miracle in itself because I was not doing that well. I was 20 pounds lighter, I was a lot weaker, not only physically, but also mentally. And my heart and my spirit weren't where they should be. But I was lucky though, because at the end of the four months before I went down there, I got married to the love of my life, Sam. She, um, she was this relentless voice chiding me every time that I got down or depressed in any way and feeling sorry for myself and challenging me. And she would look at me and say, it happened. What are you going to do about it? So deep down, we are all designed to be warriors by a God who calls us to fight for the truth. So I battled back. It took me three years of a lot of struggles, overcoming the near constant nausea I had to deal with, the panic attacks, dizziness, lightning flashes in my eyes. I had, this, I had this buzzing sound in the back of my brain that lasted 24 hours a day, drove me absolutely crazy. I had this, this, these spinning sensations, falling backwards all the time. It, it drove me absolutely crazy, and it just made me really, really angry. And I was a lot of fun to be around, for sure. In fact, um, I told my wife, Sam, that she got the worst part first before the pastor even said for better or for worse. My first day back on the set was met with silence, and it was weird because after five years, we laughed every day on that set. We had so much fun. That was my family down in New Zealand for seven years. Everyone had been warned about, you know, about what I was going through and be careful and quiet around me because my brain was freaking out. I couldn't really handle a lot of things. I hated that they treated me that way. I hated that they treated me like this fragile China doll. But I was also very grateful. I was grateful to be back at work because, quite frankly, I can't have a show called Hercules without the guy playing Hercules. But it gave me light at the end of a very long and dark tunnel, and it gave me hope. That's what this world needs more than anything, it needs hope. So I worked about one hour a day those first few months back, a little bit down from my 12 to 14 hours a day and lifting weights an hour and a half every day from what I had before, but that's all I could handle, that's all my brain could handle. But cautiously, I gained strength and stamina over time. About two years in, I started to see 
really big leaps and bounds of you know, improvement. I, I started catching glimpses of the old healthy me. I still had lost about 15% of my vision, which I still have today. But other things I regained, the dizziness became less frequent and migraines abated slowly, I battled all the rest of the way. And with the help of God, because I wrestle with God, you will lose, but I still wrestle with him. He helped me, Sam helped me, and I won that battle. And I'm telling you the story today because our nation is very, very ill. In fact, we are in a battle, perhaps mortally wounded, but only time will tell. And like my doctors couldn't assure me of recovery those many years ago, I promise you the outcome for our great country cannot happen unless people like you around this country, around this world, work hard and fight the battle. And I guarantee you the fight is gonna be worth it. We look around at our culture and we see devastation. We know the damage that's being done, particularly to children. It's crazy what we're doing to our children. One mass, two mass, all these shots. Are you kidding me? They have the strongest immune system around. The strongest immune system around. This is stupid. We see governments at every single level using their weapon they love the most, and that's fear. They love to fill us with fear. And we can't succumb to that, guys. We cannot. So ladies and gentlemen, pardon me if I offended you with the wrong pronouns, but ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> but to quote my wife again, it happened, everyone. What are we gonna do about it? What are we gonna do about it? We're gonna fight this evil that denigrates the family, destroys our children, dishonors God the Father. The title of this banquet is Faith, Family, and Freedom. Why? Because you know why? Because we know that it matters, that's why. Faith defines us. Faith is the cornerstone upon which we rely. It orders our world, informs our decisions, and it structures our thoughts. At least I hope it does, because if you don't feel that way, then you're at the wrong place right now. Family, right? Family is what makes it all worthwhile. I mean, no tombstone ever read, I wish I spent more time at the office. Nowhere you're gonna see that. My wife was my cheerleader, and the gentle, cattle proud of encouragement when I struggle. Well, it's not so gentle, really. <laughs> She's kind of a tough Pittsburgh, New Yorker, and. But today, my three kids are my arrows into the future. In Psalm 127.5, blessed is the man whose quiver is full. Freedom, authored by Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, right? Freedom, freedom is the undergirding for the whole structure. You cannot practice your faith. You cannot protect your family without freedom. There's a reason. There's a reason our government closed down churches during COVID. Strip clubs are essential, but church, no, it's not essential. It's, it's unbelievable what they do. Once again, government fears God. You know why they fear God? Because they're not God and they wish they were God. <laughs> By the way, when I wrote that for the government, I, it was a lowercase g, just so you know. Actor, film director, author, and conservative commentator Kevin Sorbo during the Illinois Family Institute's 2022 Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. We'll continue with his remarks taken from that special event after this. It's a big evening you don't want to miss. The Illinois Family Institute's Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with best-selling author and nationally syndicated radio host Eric Metaxas. Friday, November 3rd at the Bolingbrook Golf Club. To attend, 
Click events at IllinoisFamily.org. We're talking about religious freedom being constricted by the state. Will the church wake up and say, this is wrong? Eric Metaxas is the author of Bonhoeffer, Amazing Grace, and his latest book, Letter to the American Church, is a wake-up call for Christians to speak out and protect religious liberty. If you will speak up, things will change if we would but try. Eric Metaxas and the IFI Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet, Friday, November 3rd at the Bolingbrook Golf Club. To attend, click events at IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Since legalized in 2016, Canada has increased pressure on doctors and hospitals to offer assisted suicide. Recently, an article in World Magazine reported Canadian authorities kicked a nonprofit called the Delta Hospice Society out of its rented building because they refused to participate in killing their patients. Executives with the hospice said before they closed, they actually had briefly considered registering as a faith-based organization to qualify for a religious exemption, which in and of itself is a cautionary tale that while religious exemptions can be very important in law, they cannot offer protection from immoral laws. This is especially the case when the state dramatically limits who is even considered religious enough for an exemption. Faith shouldn't be reduced to names or titles or just evangelistic work. But more importantly, a religious exemption simply cannot make an unjust law just. And so-called medical aid in dying is proof. It's exactly not aid in dying. It is aid to die. And that means it's not medical. It's harm. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. For this edition, we're featuring remarks made by actor, director, and author Kevin Sorbo during IFI's 2022 Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to issue you guys all a challenge, a call to action, if you will. We need you to get in the battle, stay in the battle. You know that this nation has an illness. It's cancerous and it's affecting our children, our families, and even our churches. And I remind pastors all the time, you work for God, you do not work for government. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to speak out. We need you in the fight more than anything. I'm here to wake up the lions. That's what I'm here for. The sheep are going to be the sheep. We need voices that are not afraid for the insanity out there. Call out injustice when you see it. Just call it out. Speak it out. I do it all the time. I get so much hate stuff coming through my Twitter account. Facebook took me down. Zuckerberg and his little minion trolls at three in the morning come after things I say. <laughs> the final red flag that got me on Facebook, I, I was curious about, you know, the flu's been around forever. We've had a vaccine for 79 going on 80 years now. And depending what site you look at, it says that 50,000, roughly 50,000 people a year die from the flu in America. So I said, okay, what happened in 2020? So I looked at it and it said, oh, only 500. So I said, apparently, COVID has cured the flu. <laughs> Misinformation, red flag, you're off of Facebook. That was the last strike that I got from them. I don't know. So, look, I shifted from Hollywood many years ago to make wholesome films that entertain and uplift. Amen. You know? I do movies like What If? God's Not Dead, Soul Surfer, Abel's Field, some wonderful documentaries that speak the truth, some amazing documentaries. In fact, if you really want to make a difference, let's talk. You can fund one of my films, and I'm serious, because that's the biggest battle we got. It's crazy. Hollywood does these 200 to $300 million movies. It's a $100 million advertising budget to put it out there. 
we're doing these $3 million movies. That's catering budget in Pirates of the Caribbean. But we do movies that have heart and soul, love and laughter, things that Hollywood will not do. And that's what makes the difference. The difference is we need people like you to help promote those movies. Because God's a Dead, God's Not Dead was an anomaly. $2 million movie made $140 million. And that was all word of mouth. All word of mouth. Do not be a wallflower. Do not be silent. Speak up. I'm at a point I don't care what these guys come after me with. Follow me on Twitter, KSORBS on Twitter. I do very funny things. One of them I said, you want to get rid of COVID? You tell the Clintons COVID's got something on them. Does anybody have any conspiracy theories? Mine keep coming true. There you go. <laughs> you know, when I, when I first got sick, when I really got down and depressed, I was mourning the loss of who I had been. So I knew I'd never be that same person again. But my wife saw recovery in me before I even could. And at her urging, I battled back to full recovery, and I reshaped myself more to the man called me to be, a man of faith, a man of family, and a man of freedom. In fact, I honestly don't, know where I would be today without her constant nagging. Her, her overwhelmingly optimistic attitude, it drove me nuts, but she was a voice for me. Who was right? You were. <laughs> Five languages, biochemical engineering at Duke. I went to college for sports and meeting women. I'll be honest, I was a completely Completely different reason why we went to college. But I paid back my, uh, what I owed to college. I didn't ask you guys to pay it, all right? And I had a double major in business and a minor in drama. I knew what I wanted to do. But you know, you're gonna go out, you to get a degree in 17th century French art and expect to get a job out of that and I gotta pay for your college? It ain't gonna happen, guys. It ain't gonna happen. I used to caddy, I caddied two summers at this private country club. Very wealthy guys, I didn't grow up with any money. My dad was a school teacher, mom stayed on mom, I'm the fourth of five kids. My parents taught me hard work, you know, they taught me, you know, you don't expect handouts, you work out, you do what you can. I had a paper out for seven years when I was a kid. For seven years I got up at 4.30 every morning in Minnesota winters, <laughs> 20 below, deliver 80 newspapers. But when I got, you know, I got into high school, I bought my first car, a beat up, it, was, it wasn't that beat up, it was actually pretty nice, but a 1967 powder blue Mustang, I bought with my own money. And boy, do you take care of those things when you pay it with your own money, money you worked hard to get. So I'm working at this country club, I'm catting for these guys 30 to 70 years old. And every one of them asked, how did you get to where you're at? Every one of them said, I failed. Oh, and I failed again, and then I failed again, and I failed again. And I look at my career in Hollywood because one of my best buddies said when I moved out there, remember Sorbs, it's called show business, not show show. And I took my double, my double major and business major and I used it to apply myself because I was my own product. So I'm a 13 year overnight success. But I learned a lot by a failure, I'll tell you that much. And I tell people all the time, don't let anyone set your limitations, especially yourself. And let me tonight be the voice for you. My dad taught seventh and eighth graders for 35 years, math and biology. I mean, he's hired 35 years of puberty. I couldn't believe he went through that. But, you know, when I was at school, as many of you here, I didn't have teachers telling me who to vote for, not to believe in God. I didn't. I didn't have any of those things, even in university. You know, I took business classes, and that's what they taught. So it's crazy how it's moved and turned away from what it used to be. It was always there, but it's not big like it is now. There's an 80% 
of the African-American families raised without a father. And you need both parents, you really do, to help raise a child. And the, um, the statistics bear that out with the number of prison uh, sentences and all that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a repeated cycle and it's really, really sad. And I honestly think uh, the Democrat government was certainly responsible for some of that, what's going on right now. Where, where do you stop? And how many times do you see a superstar athlete in NFL, NBA, no father, but the mother's in the background. And it's just, it's a cycle that goes on and on. And kids need both their parents. They need to have both parents. Yes, we are struggling as a culture, but not, it's not lost yet. We have not lost this battle. You too can help renew this nation of the bastion of freedom, the culture of family, and the people of faith that we are all called to be by God. We are called to be warriors. We're called to get out there. We're called to harvest, and we're going to keep doing that. I'm going to fall back on a Robert Frost poem. You all know it, The Road Less Traveled. Jesus walked that road. I'm walking that road. I'm inviting you all to walk that road with me tonight and make the road less traveled and do a super highway. Let's get this thing going, okay? God bless you. God bless America. My name is Kevin Sorbo. I approve this message. Thank you. Actor, film director, and author Kevin Sorbo during the Illinois Family Institute's 2022 Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. Now, be sure to join author and conservative radio host Eric Metaxas for IFI's 2023 banquet, Friday, November 3rd, at the Bolingbrook Golf Club. If you'd like to attend, click events at IllinoisFamily.org or call 708-781-9328. Seating is limited, so act now. We'd love to see you there. Once again, click events at IllinoisFamily.org or call the IFI office at 708-781-9328. Sign on for IFI email updates at IllinoisFamily.org. And please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute. All donations are tax deductible. Tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Would you do that? Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.